If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. Hello, everybody. And welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh. And old. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, it's a happy day here. Yes, it is. In GRQ with Josh and Noah Land. Um, there's a new president. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin. And I, Noel Deneen. Come together once a week over a single topic. And from said topic, we come up with a bunch of ideas. In which we get you, the listener, very rich, very quickly, and that's all there is to it. It's a pretty simple formula. Us ideas, you take ideas, you make them happen, you get rich, you Mm -hmm. You, do it quickly. How about now? Yeah. Does that sound better? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Um. Anyway, uh, I don't know. What, I'm sorry, man. Um, <laughs> well, you said I'm blowing out the the lines, and I'm trying to figure out why that would even possibly be. I don't know. And now you, I can't. You hear pulled my, it off pretty smooth. I, well, you know, the problem is, is I can't hear myself now. Okay. Well, then turn yourself up. So uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> we don't ask for any money up front for this service that we provide. <clears throat> you uh, do all those things I said before, before I was so distracted by not hearing myself. And uh, then and only then, after you're rich, yeah, do we think that you should, as I like to say, pay it backwards, as Noah likes to say, tie thus after you're rich, after you've made your millions, if not billions. I mean, come on. Nowadays, you can get a billion off the frickin' lotto uh, you say, hey, I didn't get here on my own. These two ding-dongs that uh, spent the first half of the show talking about their levels, uh, but then threw a gem in that made me rich. They gave me the idea. I would have had nothing if not for them. Had I not stuck through the listening to the levels, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have never gotten this gem of an idea from which I got rich. I owed them something that 10%. Yeah, there you go. It's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Yeah. Um, Noel Deneen, how are you? Good to see you. Uh, yeah, good to see you. I have not seen you all week. No. Not since the, uh, I mean, we're recording this the day after the inauguration. Yes. Um, where uh, Mike Pence got sworn in as the new president, the 46th <laughs> president of the United States. <laughs> no. No, Hair Plugs McGee yeah. is our new president. And, he's gonna uh, do. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be. Look, I, I mean, it's uh, it's. He's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, do I do I have high expectations for great progressive sweeping change? Not really, but maybe I could be wrong. Well, you know, you know whether or not he does <clears throat> great progressive sweeping change, 
I think he will do a huge amount of good for the country when it needs it most. I think so. Um, I'm just, you know, I mean, because at this point, the good we need is just someone steadying the ship. Yeah. You know, and setting it up for someone to take it over and really. And and reinvigorating the belief in our system. Yeah, I, I mean, sure, I agree with that. You know, we can get into questions of, you know, how much of the system deserves belief and aspects that need to change. The part where the leader isn't just the guy with the biggest gun. That, yeah, that's the course. part that needs to go. <laughs> yeah. Or that needs to stay. The, the part that we elect a leader and then we say, okay, that leader is now our new leader. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the part that needs to stay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, you know, I'm, I, it's interesting to me that there are, I mean, it's sort of heartbreaking to me that the bullshit continues, you know, Mitch McConnell's talking about filibustering the Senate, but because there's a 50, 50 tie, uh, uh, it actually has to be a power sharing situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, he's basically talking about holding up. Uh, all of uh, uh, Biden's uh, cabinet picks for the sake of power and power alone. Yeah, I think you're going to see something. uh, If, like, is highly predicted, Trump announces his new Patriot Party any second. Mm -hmm. You'll see the Republican Party split in two immediately. And uh, these problems will be behind us, <laughs> quite honestly. I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you, certainly the base will be split in two. I don't know how in terms of at least the peop- as far as people who are currently uh, uh, <clears throat> currently caucusing, you know, they are going to understand that if they do split and they don't caucus together, they're not going to achieve anything. Yeah, but they won't be tied together the same way as one party. Theoretically, no. I think it's going to take a couple of elections for that to happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When the Patriot Party actually gets on the ballot. I mean, unless some people, you know, immediately declare themselves as members of the Patriot Party. I don't know. We'll see if Cruz does that. You know, Cruz is, is, I'd more, I'd, you know. He's a wiener. He's a total wiener, and he's, I think. His entire thing is just a power grab and an attempt to uh, get the nomination in 2024. Like, that's all he's shooting Uh, for. Same with Hawley. I agree. But if the Republican Party gets split like that and there's a schism, you know, if he chooses one over the other, he alienates the other. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of trying to play it down the line. But but it might not be as much of a decision as uh, the Republican Party wants to clean house. Uh, and they want to be done with Trumpism. Yeah, I think that's a fantasy they have. Yes, but you know, but if I they decide they... to crack down on on people that supported the insurrection, mm-hmm. uh, those people may just uh, flip to this other party. 
Sure, to just main, to maintain in some sort of electability and yeah. and 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 to to stay in. Sure, absolutely. But again, I think it it will really they're going to be able to hem and haw their way through this until the next round of elections. If there is a Patriot Party, and people start running on the Patriot Party ballot and primarying, you know, uh, 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 Republican uh, incumbents. Mm-hmm. That's when you're gonna. It's it's a question of whether people are gonna take them seriously or not. Yeah, because I think there's some question of, uh, you know, people's fealty to Trump at this point. Yeah. You well, know, he's got his minions. He absolutely does, and I'm not saying that there 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 there's not a, a certain amount of them out there, and there will always be people who love Trump. But I think he's lost a lot of his followers, yeah. you know, by giving up this the election fight. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it susses out. I think you know. His power when this is all said and done is not going to be as broad as he thinks it is. No. Um, no. And I also think that, uh, you know, it's not going to matter because he's going to be in jail soon enough. Yes. I am convinced that even if nothing from before today uh, puts him in jail, he doesn't know how to keep his stupid mouth shut. No. And he's going to try to start another insurrection and i think he's gonna put in jail yeah, yeah i think he's gonna talk a lot of shit like he did when he was president but he's not gonna be protected like he was yes. when he was president exactly he doesn't realize what I that it's gonna happen and it's gonna be and great. people are gonna tell him that and he's gonna be like you know no one can touch me because he thinks he's invincible this yeah. guy is you know his hubris is unbelievable yes, yes. unbelievable this is a guy that really should have been smacked at least once mm-hmm. in grade school. Oh, by if by smacked you mean pummeled? Yeah, like someone should have beaten the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. Like that was what was missing in his life. Yeah. Like he, this is a dude that needed to be humiliated at one point in his life. Mm-hmm. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but it, you know, it, it 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 needed to happen to him. Or maybe he was, and he learned the wrong lesson. I think he was just humiliated by his father. Maybe. From all accounts. From all accounts, he was from 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 grade school through, he was an absolute bully and a prick. Okay. You know, he was that kid. All right. He was but that kid. But we don't kid. have to worry that much about him anymore. No. No. Because he's you, not the president. I wonder if he would like. <clears throat> Is it a bail situation with something like this? Is this something where, like, you know... I think when he goes to jail, there will be no bail. Because if there were any amount of bail, he would be able to get it together somehow. He would flee the country, go to Russia. Uh, that that may be in his cards eventually. I almost I was almost certain that the second he got out of... Uh, out of of the White House, he would fly to his. He would take you know Marine One or whatever mm-hmm. is it Marine One the helicopter? Yeah, he would take Marine One to the airport, get on his Trump jet, and fly directly to Russia. <laughs> Don't pass go, you know. Make all the P tapes in the world that he needed, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. But no, unfortunately, I mean, I would love for it to be a situation. Where they give him bail and he skips. And then we hunt him down. And then he's got to be hunted down. 
<laughs> that's a that's a series. That's a dog the bounty hunter kind of show. Yeah. That you know, would be great. I, on Tuesday, I was thinking about things and I became <clears throat> convinced for a while that he was going to try to light the White House on fire on the way out. <clears throat> I mean, it wouldn't have been surprising. No, I was convinced he was going to do it. You and know, then I realized later, like that's he's probably not going to do that. They probably have sprinklers. <laughs> and he's he probably, pro- but he probably would have pulled the fire alarm. Like maybe, I wouldn't have been maybe. surprised if he pulled the fire alarm. I'm sure he did something so stupid. <clears throat> I would love to know what his letter said that he it left was for just Biden. Just like a big picture of a penis, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? His cock, but then he put feathers on it. You know, like yeah. how kids do the handprints of turkeys? He just did that with his penis. Or, or it was probably something ridiculous, like, uh, you come after me, I'll say about Hunter. <laughs> right? It's probably something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it he's He's the worst person in the world. Mm-hmm. And yet... Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, there was a thing going around on Twitter <clears throat> of, you know, top five worst presidents in history. Mm-hmm. He was not number one on a lot of those lists. Really? Yeah. Who who was number one? Uh, <clears throat> who was number one? Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was bad, but I don't quite know how bad. I don't either. I know, you know? he was very divisive. Um, Nixon was way up there. He was usually number two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I really remember. I think okay. Wilson, maybe Woodrow Wilson was in there as well. Okay. You know, I guess that's for historians to figure out people who actually know this shit. But I'm, you know, certainly the worst president in my lifetime. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, and, no, there's you know, so no contest. We lived through Reagan and George HW Bush mm-hmm. who were both pretty horrific. Yeah. Uh, but but yet they were semi-effective in their own ways to whatever they were trying to do. Sure, they were they were very effective. I mean, look, you can't say that Trump wasn't effective. He achieved a lot no. of what he wanted. Well, to yeah, do. but Trump didn't. Trump tried to destroy the system. Everyone else was you. They may have done things you disagreed with, but they respected the system. They used the system at times. Abused the assist the mm-hmm. system. Yes, you know. I mean, you can say Trump used and abused the system as well, bent it as far as it could bend and to to the point of almost breaking it, mm-hmm. you know. But he wouldn't have gotten that far, and he wouldn't have been allowed to get that far if presidents prior to him hadn't continually pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, That's pushed true. it. That's true. You know. I blame Ford. <laughs> you can certainly go back that far. Okay. Easily. Uh, anyway, Noel, it's yeah. fitting we're talking about Dum Dum, yeah, skip in town, being a skip trace, yeah, because while we have used our topic for many ideas for other topics, mm-hmm. we've decided to dive deep into it. That's right. And today's topic is today's topic is bounty hunters: how to get rich with them, how to dog your way to the top of financial freedom. Yeah. 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 You were a bounty hunter for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I was a bounty hunter in my Didn't previous they make life. that movie about you? What what's it Domino? Called? Uh you were like the first female bounty hunter. I was the f- first female or the female... most famous female bounty hunter. Well, come on. Former model turned bounty hunter? Yes. I did prop- read about uh Domino in did my Did you ever see the movie? Research. No, I don't think so. It's terrible. Is it? Yeah, really bad. There was. The, I also read something about uh, a bounty hunter that then Steve McQueen did uh, a movie on. I didn't see that one either. Uh, I did see it ages and ages ago. But, you know, they are the last of the Old West, the bounty hunters. Yeah, I guess, kind of, yeah. They're men's men and women's women's. Yeah. People's people's. People's people's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, bounty hunters. How are you going to get rich with them? I'm going to tell you. So bounty hunters, for those who don't know, uh, uh, by definition, really all they are are people that go out and hunt other people uh, for a bounty. Um, but uh, in reality, it's a little more specific than that. Um, so a bounty hunter in America, and and probably, I'm guessing, in a lot of the world, is hired by a bail bondsman, right? So if you get arrested and uh, you're going to court, um, you can stay in jail throughout the trial, or uh, you can post bond to whatever they declare it is. If you don't have the cash... You can go to a bail bondsman, right? And you or your family puts up some collateral mm-hmm. and they uh, or some money, and then they'll pay the rest. How do, do you, I don't understand. I was trying to look up how bail bondsmen actually make money, and I really couldn't find anything on it. I assume they charge. Mm-hmm. A percentage above or a percentage of what the bail is. Yeah. Uh, goes into their pocket. It's the only thing I can think. Yeah, it must. Um. So and 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 the deal is, you know, you go to court, and when the trial's over, uh, your bail gets released, does it? And so you get your bail back. Yes, the bail bondsman gets the money back. Okay. And and if you posted with your pocket out of your pocket, you would get that money back. You would too, get the right? money back. Yeah. Okay. It's essentially it's it's you're 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 essentially just putting money down to ensure that you come back. If you don't come back, the money is kept. Yes. You lose the money. Yeah. Uh, so, because these bail bondsmen don't want to lose the money, they uh, they hire bounty hunters to go out and hunt you down, and arrest you. Uh, and bring you back. The powers that b- bounty hunters have are actually fairly sweeping. Uh, the some of the stuff I was reading says that in th- they aren't even encumbered by a lot of the s- rules and regulations of cops. Um, which I thought it's, was kind of surprising. It's sort of state by state, right? Uh, I guess I guess it is. Yeah. Um. I mean, some states don't even allow them. 
I was reading how some states, yeah, some states have like, you know, sort of a whole licensing procedure you have to go through. And then there's like, I can't, maybe it's Louisiana. I can't remember. There's one state where you can just like get a badge and, you know, a thing that says bail enforcement agent Uh and you're a bounty hunter. You don't have to do any training whatsoever. Okay. That seems like the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a a shady job. Yep, 100%. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think we covered uh, some schemes on on Bounty Hunters in our adventure episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did we do one on fugitives, too, maybe? Probably. Uh, But whatever, we we have touched on, on Bounty Hunters before because it is an exciting Here's another thing I read that I thought was hilarious. So Dog the Bounty Hunter, do you know why he looks the way he looks? No, I don't know. <laughs> why does he look the way he looks? It, it's so he'll blend in. Oh. <laughs> he'll look like a biker and they won't they won't suspect uh-huh. anything. Except if if you ever watch that show, he's never getting bikers. <laughs> like that is not that is never the people. That is so ridiculous. That he, dude is a, is ridiculous. He his getup is to blend in, mm-hmm. <laughs> and go undetected. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, so the entire bounty honey hunter industry is. Uh, dependent on our bail bond system. Uh, well, here's the thing. There's some problems then in the bounty hunter industry because there are some problems with the bail bond industry. Bail reform uh, is passing state by state across the country. Um, it, it's gotten kind of rolled back a little bit here. Uh, but it is it, it is still the the bail system is a lot weaker than it was before, and it is crumbling throughout the country, location by location by location. And as the bail system crumbles, so does the bounty hunter industry, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is a shame because it's such a uh, adventuresome job. It inspires. It inspires. Uh, <laughs> it, it inspires. It does inspire. It does. Uh, uh, and we're going to have all these dog the bounty hunters. Uh, you know, they're all they're all like that. They got like patches, peg mm-hmm. legs, peg <laughs> legs. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be. Out of a job very soon. So I'm like, we got to get these guys to work. We got to get them doing what they do best. How, though, right? And so I looked around. What other industries are hurting that could use the bounty hunter bounce, right? Well, everyone knows right now um, our post office is in dire need. Uh, We did a show on it very recently. Of extremely underfunded to begin with, having financial problems. And then uh, he who shall not be named uh, basically tried to dismantle it to 
stop the election because during a pandemic, everyone was going to be voting via mail. Um, so they are in a very bad situation. Uh, they not only need, you know, to, to fix, to right their ship, mm-hmm. but they need some added income. Right, they need to start offering income where none previously existed. New services, right? So, what what if you were to help arrange a new tier of mail service? Okay, right. the The post office has always pride prided themselves and always delivering the mail. Right, rain. Snow, sleet. What else is in that expression? Uh, neither rain nor sleet nor dark of night. No dark of night. I don't know about too many mail carriers working in the dark of night, but but we get the point, right? They get the mail where it needs to go. What if it's not that easy? What if you need to get a letter to someone and you don't know where they are, right? Maybe a a, a jilted lover. Uh, a, a parent who who skipped town, mm-hmm. maybe uh, bills right from a bill collector. What if you want to deliver this letter? Uh, well, then the the post office you you can help arrange a new tier of service where the post office will hire bounty hunters to deliver mail that needs to get to someone who doesn't want to get any letters, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, and as I say, they could be medical bills, unpaid medical bills. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, uh, you know, United Healthcare hires Dog the Bounty Hunter. Here's a letter to deliver to Josh. That would be the greatest worst show ever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like all these former bounty hunters, like Dog the ma- the unpleasant mail delivery service guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where he's hunting down people. Yeah. Who don't want to get their bills? Yeah, uh, and that's what you're going to do. You're you're going to arrange that. You're going to get a cut. Uh, it's big government money. Um, you're uh, crazy amounts of money in this one. Yeah, no government money. The problem is you're going from one failing service. Yeah, into another one. No, you're 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 taking the best of both and saving them. <clears throat> well, but. Bail bondsmen is, 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 as you say, a dying industry. That's why you're going to revitalize it by giving them a new industry to rely on. Oh, but so the but you're, that, those are bounty hunters. The ba- bail, bounty hunters. Right. The bail bondsmen are dead. They're dead. They're, they're dead. Let them go. But the problem is the Postal Service yeah. is dying. But this will be a new income stream to help <clears throat> save them. Okay. To be able to compete with the FedExes. The DHLs gotcha. out there, mm-hmm. right? Now you can still send things regular, airmail, certified, or dog the bounty hunters. Maybe you could do like bounty hunter, like, you know, there are, there are clown telegrams and, you know, singing sure. telegrams. I did think you about that, too. Bounty hunter telegrams where they just bust into your office and tackle you to the ground, yeah. handcuff you, tase you. And then say, you know, Noel wishes you a happy birthday. Yeah. And then let you go and split. Yeah. You know, that's a real adrenaline rush. I think there would be people who would be totally fucking into that. You probably could, yeah. You know. Yeah. 
just as something else for these guys to do. Yeah. They could also just they could just go to Times Square and be like all the other costume crusaders. Yeah. And just be like, you know, what are you supposed to be? I'm a bounty hunter. Yeah. You know, and then give me five dollars in tips, kid. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Be great. Uh that was a solid idea, Noel. I liked it. Um let's talk about a crime, Noel. Oh. A crime that has become one of the biggest money makers in Mexico. Oh. And that crime is kidnapping. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, between the years 2000 and 2006, Mexico averaged 400 kidnappings a year. That's pretty high. After 2007, that increased by almost 400 Kidnapping is so ubiquitous in Mexico, it has become a way for people to make, like, pocket change. Okay. They don't even bother kidnapping big-name people anymore. They will just grab people off the street Mm -hmm. that they know their families have jobs, and ransoms will be, like, four or $500. It's nothing. It's nothing. Cops are paid off. Constantly. In some cases, the cops are the kidnappers. Why do I bring this up? Well, I bring it up because bounty hunting is illegal in Mexico. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, we, we spoke about Dwayne Lee, the dog Chapman, dog the bounty hunter. And some people may remember back in 2003... He went after a very well-known fugitive named Andrew Luster who had sequestered himself in Mexico, uh, uh, went to Mexico, got him, brought him across the border, and was immediately charged in Mexico with kidnapping Mm -hmm. because that's what happens in Mexico. By the way, it's also what happens in Canada. Okay. Um, He then had to spend a fortune... And I'm sure call in a lot of favors that famous people are able to do to get himself out of those charges. Because they, were, they weren't fucking around. They, were, they took it for real, and he had to go to trial in the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of short, but this is, this is the thing you're going to do. You are going to basically let it be known in the world of criminals that you will sequester bail jumpers across either border, Canada or Mexico, Mm -hmm. right? Once you get them over there, and they can't be touched by bounty hunters, but this is particularly for Mexico because they don't give a shit, you will then let the bounty hunters know, the bail bondsmen know that you know where they are, Mm -hmm. and you'll kidnap them, Get them over the border and hand them over once they're over the border to whoever it needs to be handed over to. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so you're going to sort of double dip. You're going to get money from the criminal, and you're going to get money from the bail bondsman and or bounty hunters. Yeah. Uh, And it won't make any news because it's just another schnook getting kidnapped in Mexico, not by some bounty hunter or by some famous person, but by a local as happens all the time, the cops, you'll pay the cops off so they won't even give a shit. 
And it's just, I think it's, there's a lot of money there. And that's what I got. That's great. That's great. You know, when we went to Mexico City. Um, mm-hmm. Were you afraid you were going to get kidnapped? No, but everyone was like, make sure you take an Uber everywhere. They're, it's cheap. And we're like, uh-huh. okay. And they're like, and uh, because it's, it's tied to your phone, they always know where you are, so you can't get kidnapped. Because apparently, I guess some cabbies sometimes just. Oh, sure. That makes sense. kidnap you. Um, yeah, so, you don't know where you're going, and then the next thing you know, you show up. Yeah, and some guy walks out, and he's got a gun pointed at you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember. Did you did you ever end up finish watching that 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 uh, the the long the long way up that that motorcycle thing? The guys on the electric. No. Motor, yeah, they end no. up in Mexico, and that's a big part of their whole Mexico trip. Is they end up not riding their motorcycles through most of Mexico, but buying a giant bus and driving through it because they're Why? so afraid they're really? so afraid of being kidnapped that the word that like this famous actor okay is driving his motorcycle through mexico had sort of gotten gone through uh-huh. you know it's made its way through and you know being followed by a camera crew and uh uh they decided that it would probably be much safer if they just kept moving and didn't stay any place for for too long they should have just got fake mustaches. That always works. Yeah. And, and I got to get Nigel a fake mustache. You really do. What am I doing with my life? What are you doing with his life if you yeah. haven't gotten him a fake mustache yet? I know. God, you're a terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know one one thing I was thinking of for um, an idea, and I couldn't quite find the info I was looking for. But with bail reform. Mm-hmm. I believe there's two different types of bail reform. And what is going through in America is mostly let's get rid of bail. Yeah. I think America may be the only country that has a bail system. No, I don't think point. so. I don't no. think so. Um, I think there's other places, though, that are kind of going the opposite direction. And let's give uh, bail that is level set by the income of the person, right? So uh, my, I'm setting my bail at a third of your money or what, what, whatever you want to say it is, right? Mm-hmm. So if I would pay $5,000, Bill Gates would pay $5 billion, Right. Um, because it, that would be the equal amount of money to them, to me and Bill Gates. So if you could find a place that has this, mm-hmm. go there and be a be a bounty hunter and wait yeah. for wait for like the Bill Gates of Finland to skip skip bail. Apparently, the only two countries that have a cash bail system uh-huh. are us and the Philippines. Really? Yeah. I thought Canada did, but maybe they got rid of it. I think so, or they reformed it to some fashion where at least bail bondsmen aren't a thing. Yeah, maybe. Because, bou- like I said, bounty hunting is illegal in Canada. Okay. It's considered kidnapping. Kidnapping. Duterte likes to put bounties on people just randomly and just, <laughs> just offers rewards. It. It's like it's the fucking like it's the like it's the old west. Yeah. He was. He did a. I think the last thing I had heard he had done was a. 
you know, he was doing that whole thing where he was basically telling cops to shoot drug dealers. Yeah. Uh, and he had basically told cops that he would give a $40,000 bounty to any cop who kills a cop that's involved in the drug trade. Okay. So there you go. But but you know what else he does? Is if he doesn't like somebody, he just says that they're a drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ay, 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 ay. The world, the world, the world. You guys. The nation of laws. Uh, you can help make the world a better place by giving Radio Free Brooklyn a little bit of coin, right? You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Go to the Get Rid... Uh, no, don't go there. Just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. <laughs> still doing that, I huh? still... It, it, it's so ingrained into uh-huh. my spiel. Uh, we used to have a, a way that you could go to our page and donate money to us. Which made us a ton of money. A ton of money. But now... A ton of money. We started making so much money off the ties that we were like, you know what, you guys, keep your your paltry nickels uh we're 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 getting rich off the tithes we got another tweet from somebody saying that they wanted to give us millions of dollars we did i missed that yeah uh just today i think uh did and you I reply said, i yeah i did i replied again just said you know we prefer cash in a bag mailed to rate of free brooklyn um Nail it yeah Nail it. yeah wouldn't um, that be hysterical if Radio Free Brooklyn like fucking calls? Hey, you guys got a package here? Yeah, <laughs> it's a giant paper bag. It smells like cat pee. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you want to give Radio Free Brooklyn some money, because God knows we won't, uh, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the sponsor button, pledge an amount, and all that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Helps keep the lights on, helps keep the servers humming, helps keep community air- radio on the air. And helps keep all the shows that you like uh, out there, right? Um, if you want to support in other ways, you can, or and I should add, Radio Free Brooklyn's a five hundred one c three charitable organization, so you get a tax break, right? Right there, boom, worth it, payback. Um, if you want to support in other ways, you can download the app, iOS or Android. Get the um, get the streaming station or all the archives of all the shows. Uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter. You can go on Amazon and we, on Amazon Smile. You can put in a charity, and every time you buy something, uh, it gives a little tiny piece of that to Radio Free Brooklyn. It's not much. You don't. It doesn't cost you anything. It's out of Amazon's pocket. Uh, but if enough people do it, it makes a difference. I do it, and I looked the other day, and my contributions are like eighteen dollars. <laughs> I do it as well, but I haven't looked to see how much I've contributed. Yeah. But I ordered a bunch of stuff the other day. When we were heavy-duty lockdown, uh, all our groceries were bought through Oh, Whole you were Foods doing your groceries, through Amazon. Too. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do um, that. Because it was the only one that we could find that would get a, a good delivery, that mm-hmm. we could actually get someone to agree to bring food. Everyone else was, uh, was I hope we don't go back to those times. Um, you guys, uh, every week we've got a topic and we give you so many ideas to get you crazy rich from that topic. This week, that topic is bounty hunters. Josh is like, not enough. I want to give these guys more money. So I said, all right, if you're going to do it, make it quick. So he goes out and finds another little way to make you even more money. This isn't. This one isn't about making any money. I'll just tell you that right Scratch now. Scratch everything I said, guys. It's a, it's advice for all these big lottery winners that are coming up. Oh, do you have a lottery ticket? Of course I do. 
Someone nine. won the someone won the seven hundred and twenty million one. A single person won that one. From where was it? Me, Arizona. Uh, you would know I haven't if it checked. was you. you Why haven't I haven't checked. checked? Oh, you haven't? Yeah, oh. no. Someone in Arizona won the seven hundred and thirty million dollar one. Okay, well, I was saving up for the nine hundred and seventy million. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, ah, uh, that would be right on time right now, man. Yeah. Right on time. What? Do, oh, come on, let's do this. Um. <laughs> Uh, so apparently this has nothing to do with making money. It's just a way to waste time. So Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Walt Leonard represented one of the biggest lotto winners in history, and I love this story. When it comes to dealing with an enormous lottery jackpot, this man knows a thing or two. Tell as few people as you can get away with, and if it is a huge, gigantic number like that, hide, leave, get out of town. It really comes down to security and safety and privacy for you and your family. There you go. Whoever wins, the winners of that big $970 million lotto, the winner of that $730 million lotto, get out of town, Yeah. hide, run away, don't let anyone know. If I can offer another suggestion, get a fake mustache. That Live works. your life that's, as normal. That's part of the hiding, though, isn't it? Yeah, but but you don't have to go anywhere. Just put on a fake mustache. That's true. Once you once you do that, glasses or just the mustache. Uh, if you want to do glasses, uh, go the full Groucho. Sure. Uh, you know what else I forgot to? Radio Free Brooklyn has a sponsor. They oh, are right. city running tours. What are they? They're uh, an organization that are offering neighborhood running tours as a way to discover the history of New York neighborhoods while on the run. Choose from 23 different tours of neighborhoods in Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx. Uh, you can go to cityrunningtours.com slash New York City, see the schedule, book a tour. Uh, it sounds like a good way to shake off some of that, you know, pandemic weight. See the city without having to mix with the locals. Get coronavirus from them uh right yeah i made the mistake of wanting to you know turn over a new leaf in the new year and get healthy yeah now i'm in a fucking walking boot (laughs) (laughs) i i I didn't realize you did something for that i thought you said you just had woken up and your foot hurt i'm pretty sure it was it was due to the the rowing i was doing okay because right. I started feeling it, and then I stopped rowing, and it, it wasn't bothering me. And then a couple days later, the same, it was the same spot, just okay. cleared up really nasty. All right. Uh, so City Running Tours is also offering you on Saturdays at 10 a.m. on Instagram.com slash City Running Tours. You can check out, uh, they're going to live gram some City Running Tours. Nice. So you can even sit at home eating bonbons yeah with your foot in a walking boot yeah thinking about how nice it is to not be getting healthy because all it does is hurt you that's right that's right it's a trick mm-hmm. it's a trick guys it's like relationships don't bother having them because in the end you'll just get hurt yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <clears throat> so you guys bounty hunters how are we going to get rich with them i'm going to tell you right now so uh we this week Started watching uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah. 
Have you seen oh, it? Not, yes, I have. I watched all two. Watched all two seasons. Okay, I'm just like three or four episodes in. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I like it. Um, <clears throat> for anyone who doesn't know, uh, it is you know uh, it was Boba Fett, right? He is not Boba Fett. That is incorrect. What do you mean? That's not Boba Fett. It's just another dude who looks exactly like him. He's the Mandalorian. Well, I thought Mandalorian was their was their race. He is he, that that is correct, but he is not Boba Fett. He is just known as the Mando. Okay, well, he he's he's obviously Boba Fett. Um, he's not Boba Fett. <laughs> I'm just he, telling you cuz you're going I I mean, I'll I'll spoiler alert. No, don't. Okay. He is a pre-Star Wars uh bounty hunter who gets hired on a job, goes and gets the package. Who ends up being uh, Baby Yoda? So cute, everyone loves him. People go bananas. I, you can't walk down the street without seeing Baby Yodas all over the place. Now, after after seeing some of this show, Nan's all like, "We gotta get a Baby Yoda for Nigel." Uh huh. And like I'm... and like everything Baby Yoda does that's cute. She's like, "That's just like Nigel." I'm like, "Nigel doesn't walk," <laughs> like because <laughs> it's him like walking and doing uh-huh. something. And she's like, "It's just like baby. It's just like Nigel." <laughs> Just because Baby Yoda's that cute and Nigel's that cute that it's like, man, they got to be the same. I love Nigel, and I think he's super cute, but Baby Yoda's cuter. Okay. All right. Baby Yoda was basically created in a lab to Mm -hmm. be cute. Yes. Yes. You know? I mean, it's just, you can't, you know, they did a lot of testing on Baby Yoda. They did. To make sure that he was, everyone thought he was the cutest thing ever. Yeah. And and they, they came up with it. Baby Yoda is cute and i think so josh thinks so you know who thinks so even more are all these comic book people right all the comic con people that line up for hours and hours and that this stuff gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year comic culture has gone huge right it's gone even beyond mainstream it is redefined big big Right, I would say, wouldn't you? Yes. B- between the Marvel movies and the, the movies series, them, and the... yeah, comic culture is is mainstream culture now. It's not a uh, it's not a subculture anymore. It is mainstream entertainment culture. That's right, and people <clears throat> go bananas for it. Uh, oh. So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about like how could we deliver to these people. The Mandalorian experience, right? And I thought, who out there really needs the help? And I realized, you know, there's a lot of people in this world, in this country, um, that can't get adopted either because of maybe their race, their age, their all this other things, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if you were to arrange for Mandalorian style bounty hunter <clears throat> rescue slash adoptions, right? Um, and you could set up basically a little town in the desert where these people have to storm in after getting approval, right? Mm-hmm. And paying a fee, big one, Um they have to go in, they have to storm the town, have a shootout with the droids, 
and rescue the baby mm-hmm. that they then fall in love with and can't turn over for the for the bounty. Mm-hmm. You're going to help a lot of kids in the country. You're going to make so much money off this. Um, you're going to and you're going to make the dreams come true of all these comic book people mm-hmm. who would love to do this. Once they're with a kid, they'll realize, ah, oh, now I have someone to share my comics with, to share my love of Spider-Man. Of, yeah, you know, I mean, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think they might be the worst potential parents ever. Well, as I say, they, they, there's a vetting process that still happens. <laughs> I was say. But, but what this does is it, it gets rid of the selection process mm-hmm. where they're only going to accept whatever little white babies or, or whatever right. it is. That is the babies that people wait mm-hmm. and wait and wait for, mm-hmm. as opposed to the babies that sit there and sit there and sit there. Or children. Not, they're not all even tiny babies by the time, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the government will pay you because, you, you know, this is a burden to, to pay for these kids. Mm-hmm. It's a burden on society because a lot of their potential gets thwarted by uh, the lives they have to live. Um, you're going to make a lot of people happy. You're going to do good, and you're going to get rich. Yeah, no, I think that's solid. That's a solid one. But boy, are you going to be, you know, I just want to tell you, whatever you think The Mandalorian is about and when it's set and all that stuff, you're just uh-huh. wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm just letting you know that right now. Well, why would you tell me that even? I, because. All right. I like I like destroying your feelings of confidence. What are you watching until the end? <clears throat> We're watching Veep. Oh. Gets out of office at the end. <laughs> uh, Noel, yeah. let me ask you a question. Okay. What is the thing that all companies around the world want so badly that they collectively spend over $100 billion a year on it? Um, customers. Nope. Team building. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you're a guy who's worked in corporate environments. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've been on some team building retreats in your time. Uh, or at I've least been on had team building things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, on a lot of these things, they what do they do to team build? They uh uh depending on how big the company is and how much they're willing to spend. It can be either like a day of having people in a conference room Mm -hmm. falling into each other's arms, doing trust exercises. Yeah. Uh, If it's a bigger company that's really willing to lay out some big bucks, they send people on like week-long corporate retreats where they play all sorts of team-building games and they have cocktail hours together and they go to lectures and they learn about time management. Mm -hmm. And it's all fun and people party and, you know, there's some camaraderie that's built. But it's not really... uh, uh, I don't think a lot of it really sticks and actually helps in the long run. And why is that? I think it's because it's not visceral enough. Okay. These guys, you know, sure, they're running across hot coals, but at no point do they really think they might get burned, no. right? Because of liability issues. Yeah. Because, you know, 
uh, uh, they they'll fall into each other's arms. But it, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody may may break the link, and you'll your 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 fall will be partially blocked, and then maybe you'll hit the floor and get a bruise. It's no big deal. And then what are you doing? You're drinking together. You yeah. can drink together all the time. Often you're drinking together with people that you don't even particularly like. <laughs> you know? But one thing you can say about bounty hunters, you can say a lot of things about bounty hunters and the type of people they are, uh-huh. the uh, 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 lifestyle that they live. Yeah. But what they do know how to do is work as a team. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I don't know. <laughs> You were waiting for me to say something that I don't know what you were waiting for me to say. I, I was wondering where you were going because I always think of them as lone wolves. They're not, though. Okay. Bounty hunters generally do not work solo because it's they, it's just too dangerous. Okay. Too many variables. They'll even, you know, even if they don't, even if they do most of the work themselves when it comes to the actual getting of the person, uh-huh. they'll have at least one other person with them as backup. You know, like, let's say they, that the, the, the perp gets the best of them. They need someone there to, like, you know, God forbid the guy's got a knife uh-huh. or a gun or something like that. You know, uh, uh, and what are the things that bounties have to, bounty hunters have to do? They have to be able to know that they can trust their team members have their back at all time. Right? They have to be able to know that their team members know exactly what their roles are, what they're supposed to do, where they're supposed to be, and... uh uh will do their job correctly right yeah yeah they need to do it so that when the shit goes down they work like a well-oiled machine okay and it's what all businesses want from their teams but rarely get right it's like cvr right imagine if it was you know the accounting team from some office having to deal with the shit that goes down in a cockpit for instance Mm-hmm. that plane would crash immediately yeah. and not just because they don't know anything about planes. <laughs> so this is what you're going to do. This is going to be a beautiful double dip situation. Okay. You are going to create a company retreat where companies send their teams and you train them to be bounty hunters over the course of a week. You then get them officially licensed in whatever state you're in, and then you get real skip traces, you deal with real bail bondsmen, and you go out with this team, and they have to get a real bounty. Okay. And you can charge a fucking fortune for the actual retreat and then, of course, get your 10% on every bounty you collect from the bail bondsman. This can be used not just for team building. I thought about this initially. I thought about this as a way for uh, couples counseling. So couples learn how to work together again and depend on each other. But I realized there was just way more money in uh, 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 team building. But yeah, that's it. I mean, that is without a doubt the biggest money you're going to make off of this thing. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Um that's fantastic. You, hey, if you guys want to reach out to Josh or I, tell Josh how great his ideas are, tell me I'm a ding dong. 
Uh, you can get us on Twitter at grq-null. You can email us at, uh, what is our fucking email address? Uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or anywhere where you can get a podcast nowadays. You can subscribe, rate, review. Please do. And if you only listen to us in podcast form, come on, get a grip. Tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get there early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to The Circuit. A lot of good things going on at Radio Free Brooklyn. Check it out. Um, right now, you got a lot of money in your pocket. You don't know what to do with it. Josh is going to tell you. Go ahead. Send that money! All right, so here's a question. What's the most expensive thing in the world? In my quest to answer this question, I had to come across a lot of wrong answers before I found the right one. The most expensive aircraft in the world is the B-2 Spirit Bomber, which looks like a flying Stingray if a Stingray could refuel mid-air, drop thermonuclear bombs, and cost $3.37 billion each. That still wasn't enough though, so next I went to the opposite of planes. Boats. Like the world's most expensive plane, the world's most expensive ship is another US military vessel. That most expensive ship is the USS Gerald R. Ford, which cost $13 billion, enough to buy everyone in Omaha, Nebraska, Gerald Ford's hometown, a Ford F-150, but it's still not the answer. My next stop was buildings, and the most expensive is the Great Mosque of Mecca, which cost an estimated $100 billion. But while the Great Mosque is expensive, it's beaten out by one thing, and so here it is. The world's most expensive thing is the International Space Station, which adjusted for inflation cost $177 billion. There you go, guys. With Get all it. that money you're going to make, you should go out and buy the space station. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, you know, we know our ideas are great. We know they're going to make you rich. How do you know that... You can have the faith in them that we do. It's because Josh finds rules for getting rich quick, which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules, five ways to get rich. Warning, they're scandalously effective. You want to know who it's by? Who? By I updated at. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> you know you're in for uh, real rules. Uh-huh. Ready? Number one, Noel. Yeah. Craft your story. Craft your story, right? It's not just an adoption. It's you're you're a Mandalorian. You're getting Baby Yoda. There you go. And number two, Noel, exercise. Yeah. Exercise, right? Uh, you can go and do a, a three-legged race with your workers, coworkers, or you can go out and you can do a bounty hunt. Yeah, there you go. So we're uh, two for two. Yeah, definitely getting rich. Yeah, especially off my last idea. So once again, for Josh, <laughs> Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Land on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Back gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day.